Good morning. Let's take our Bibles this morning. We're going to continue in a series that I'm titling Baggage Claim. Hey, Don, if you could hold on to that microphone. I just want you to do a little Phil Donahue with us today. And Phil Donahue is an old talk show host. So i just just curious as to the Holy Spirit moving inside of your life after the first message. Now, we had our harvest groups. There was a lot of good conversation, a lot of depth, a lot of vulnerability, and, and even some confessions of some things that might be considered baggage. Now, this context is usually harder to do something like this. It's hard to do it in a small group if you're over 15 people. But I want to take a risk because I really believe that we have to break beyond some of the the dynamics in this context, which would be you sitting behind the person in front of you and looking at the back of their head the whole time. So believe it or not, that can seriously hinder a church. Hey, man, good to see you. And so uh, I want to, Don, if, if you could put your hand up and you say, you know what, God is showing me something in my life just based on that first message. There's a, a something, a, a piece of baggage. This is going to take some faith. It's going to take some risk. Mm-hmm. It's going to take some vulnerability publicly. And I do plenty of that, don't I? So why are you leaving me alone up here? Come on, let's go. So raise your hand. God has done something. You know he's doing something. And you just testify just briefly, not a long message, because I'm going to be preaching the word here in a second. Who do we have? Lift up your hand and Don will come. We've got somebody way in the back over here. Okay, go ahead. I'm just thankful for um, God's faithfulness and wanting to make us more into his own image. And he's been showing me, you know, first of all, I'm just um, self-insecure. And um, I don't take criticism well, and it just really is uh, encouragement. It's kind of scary, but it's encouraging also to, to know that God is going to walk with me as I learn to conquer some of these things that are in my life. Anybody else insecurity in the house? Is that a piece of baggage for anybody? Lift up your hands. Okay. I, I, I understand insecurity. Don's going to get a little cardio. Yes. Walk that way. Good morning. Good morning. When you gave your uh, sermon last week, you were talking about us carrying stuff that we shouldn't be carrying. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm very shy around a lot of people, and uh, I know I have to break out of that. That's one reason why I haven't been to the groups. Uh, the second thing is is that uh, I criticize my stepson a lot. So when I went home Sunday, I asked for his forgiveness, Amen. and uh, I received it, and I'm going to be very aware of that from now on. Amen. And for you too, Amy. Anybody that stands up, that takes a lot of courage for these people to get up in front of everybody. So that deserves a hand clap. Anybody else in the back? Go in the back section there. Wake those people up back there, Don. Come on. Help me out. Uh, how you doing? Hello. Good. Um, my lack of trust uh, of the Lord's provision in my life is something that I've been holding on to. And recently, just this past week, he, uh, he laid something before me. And it was just a random thing, and I reached out and I took it, not thinking anything about it. And later on, that same thing ended up being something that I'm, the Lord is using to spiritually keep me focused on him. So, and just the provision that the Lord laid it out, and then I grabbed it, and now I'm using that same thing. I see that the Lord put that there for me to say, listen, I'm in control. Trust me. That's right. So that's what I'm working with, awesome. releasing that baggage. All right, another hand clap for Joe. Anybody else? One more? One or two? Oh, your heart's pounding. You know you need to say something. Come on, the Holy Spirit. How about over here first, and then we'll go to Christy. So Lori's right back there. You see Lori? Hold on, Lori. Wait for that microphone so everybody can hear you. She's like, oh, great. 
Hi. Um, I just want to thank the Lord for uh, my children. And um, I had a really long struggle with feeling guilt and, I guess, shame. Mm -hmm. I, I felt like I wasn't a good enough mother. And um, to my son and my first daughter. Um, and I really struggled with that. But now um, my one daughter, Nicole, she's uh, taking the doctor prescribed her some antidepressant because she really has a problem with anger and anxiety. And my son, he kind of wanted nothing to do with me for a long time. And he's finally starting to he's come around, and I just want to yeah. thank the Lord for that. Love you, Lori. And Laurie. my daughter, Mariah, is yeah. so precious. She's a is she with you today? Yeah. What's she's happening? Here. I can't quite see you. There you are. Thank you, Lori. That was very vulnerable. But we're, we're going to pray for Lori in a, in, a mo in a moment here before we get into the Word of God. And then Christy ha has one in the center section here in the back. Then we'll get into Scripture. Go ahead. Good morning. Um, for me, I realize that so many of my emotions, I take them um, and stuff them and don't pay any attention to them, and then I channel them into resentment and passive aggressiveness to mm -hmm. other people around me. Would you consider that baggage? Yes. All right, for those who lifted up their voices publicly, I'm not going to give you another piece of baggage because you have enough baggage, right? But I do want to visualize something because God is calling us to unpack some bags. We're going to talk about unpacking bags next week. Today, we're going to talk about carrying our baggage. But for all of those who lifted up their voice in front of all of us, that was incredibly courageous. And so that was, that was a blessing to many people. It's a blessing to me to be able to hear you say that. And so, but the baggage that we're carrying, it's time, to, it's time to let it go, right? It's time to not carry our baggage. Would you agree with that? So God, we pray for Lori. Let's lift up Lori today. We pray for Lori in Jesus' mighty name that you'll continue to do amazing works of grace and mercy and healing, and you are Jehovah Rophi, the God who heals her. So we surround her. There's a lot of people here. So let's surround Lori with prayer. Keep lifting it up as we're praying for Lori. We pray in Jesus' name that you would continue to do the mighty works that you're doing, that you would be Jehovah Rophi to her, that you would heal her at the deepest parts of who she is. And you're doing some great works in all of our lives, Lord. And we, we honor you, we glorify you, and we need to look at something that's very difficult to look at, and that is the baggage that's in our life. Some of it packed from other people that we've been carrying, and some of it we packed ourselves. And so, God, we pray that you continue to do amazing things. Do you want them to do amazing things during the series? Do you want them to do that? Let's give them a hand clap. Yes, Lord. We want you to continue to do amazing things. Tough, tough subject matter. Uh, and so there's been some response to me. I had a person come up to me. It was Sarah Cutting. Sarah Cutting. So Sarah Cutting came up to me after service last week, and she said, whoa, that was hard on the whole shy thing. And then I'm walking. I'm about right, right here when she was walking next to me, and I'm thinking, oh, no, she's going to hate me. She's going to hate me. She's going to hate me. And it was just super cool how she... She said that she hadn't looked at shyness connected to pride. And so that became one of the primary conversations at Harvest Groups for some reason. And so some of the things that we've been carrying for a long time, we might not be super familiar with the real depths of what they are. And so I want to uh, just start off with a question, and then we'll open up to Matthew 23. 
So if you already want to get to Matthew 23, you can go ahead. Matthew 23, 1 to 4 is where we'll be. So I want to ask you a question about uh, baggage. Now, if you and I were traveling together on an airplane and we got off the airplane together, where would be our first stop after we got off the airplane? Just nice and loud. Anybody? You're all wrong, man. It would be Starbucks. Come on, Starbucks. What are you talking about? No, you go to Starbucks first, and then where do you go? The bathroom, yes. And then where do you go? Then you go to the baggage claim. All right, we got to keep, it's cold in here today. I told him to turn up the air conditioning because it was hot last week. Trying to keep you guys awake. So, so why, let me ask you another question. Why is the topic of baggage so difficult for most of us? It's probably difficult for all of us, right, in varying ways. Why is it so hard to deal with baggage? Does anybody know? Just say it out loud. We're going to keep it interactive. Yeah, we're, we're hiding some stuff, right? Got it, got it. Anybody else? Keep it out. That's all right. No, no answer is the wrong answer. Change. Yes, change. Somebody said change back there. Can't get rid of it. Yeah, holds you back. Anybody in the back row? Who's in my back row back? There? I can't even see. Alexa, what's going on, man? Don't fall asleep during this message, right? So why is baggage so difficult to deal with? Anybody in the back row there? They're all ducking. They're all going like this. All of a sudden, they're going like this. <laughs> It's personal. It's personal. In other words, Chris, you're getting up all in my space. That's the pushback. And after I left the message last week, I was like, that stunk. That was horrible. I don't want to be a preacher ever again. That's what I was thinking. Because as I got into the content and tried to press in, there was pushback. At least I thought so on your faces. Can you please smile a little bit when I'm preaching? Come on, give me something. Because the countenance of some of you was like pushback. And I was interpreting that, and that's probably some of my baggage. And so as I left the auditorium worship center here, and people were filing out, and there were testimonies that the Holy Spirit was touching people, some with tears. And that was encouraging. It's personal. All right, let me just give you a little illustration of that. Suppose that, um, all right, your baggage. You had a piece of baggage, that, a luggage that you had some things in, right, some personal things. And I went up to your luggage, and I'm just like opening it up, and I'm digging in, and I'm like, what is in here? Look at this, you know? And it's like, you'd be like mortified. You'd be like, what are you doing? You're in my luggage. And I'd be like, yeah, I just want to check it out. No, oh, my word, what is that? And then you'd be like, that's why... It's so difficult to talk about something like this because I'm getting up into your space because this is personal. I didn't pull out the Spider-Man underoos that, that some of you guys are hiding out on, right? Come on. It's not an easy subject. It's a tough topic. So are you ready to look at carrying your baggage? Are you really ready? I like that. Come on. I preached at a black church yesterday. It was awesome, man. They talked back to you there. <laughs> it does help, I'm telling you. So I want you to talk back to me. Good, good things, good things. Now here's what we're going to do. It's going to be a little interactive. You're going to see a list on the screen behind me. These are some baggage. We've got to understand what you were talking about, baggage. Okay. 
So we're going to pack some bags, and I want you to help me with that. So everybody out loud from the top, we're going to pack a bag. Go ahead. Everybody out loud means what? Everybody out loud. Okay, what do we got? Go ahead. Come on, come on, keep going. Come on. All right, hold on. I'm a little bit too fast here. I don't hear you. Talk to me. Two weeks in a row, a little cardio. I'm tired already. How did that get over there? We got baggage. All of us have baggage. Did you find yourself on the list? Anybody? Let me do a quick review with you. Here's last week's outline. I do pray that you get into a harvest group. We're going to start them in the fall. We're ending harvest groups here soon in the next few weeks. And then it's Harvest University. And then. Thanks, man. (laughs) You got some OCD you want to talk about? (laughs) Number one, being open to see what is difficult to say being open to the baggage that you may have. Number two, accepting what needs claiming only God can do. Only God can do this. Do you believe that? I mean, you can go to Barnes & Noble and get all kinds of books on counseling. You can spend enormous amounts of time with a counselor, and that is helpful to some degree, uh, especially if it's a biblical counselor. And so, but I want you to, to know that ultimately, only God can take the baggage that we are carrying and do something so spectacular with it. Number three, last week. Coming to Jesus for the rest that you need. Believe it or not, that one came up at Harvest Groups as one of the most difficult. And I didn't expect that. I thought number one would have been uh, the harder one. And then number four was taking from Jesus all that he gives so that we can travel freely. And that also came up in our discussion too. All right, the title of the message is Carrying Your Baggage. Matthew chapter 23, verses one to four. Are you there? Let's look at number one. Here's some of the reasons that carrying our badge is so harmful to us. How is it affecting us? Number one, it offends us. It offends us. Matthew 23, verse one and two. Before I look at the verses with you, what is an offense? I'm going to give you a definition. It's the verb form. It's to cause to feel upset or resentful. Has anybody ever felt that emotion at all in their life? Raise your hand. Okay, all of us have. Here's the synonyms for that, injure, hurt, or to wound. Let me look at the text with you. If you would take your eyes to verse 1, it says, then Jesus. Are you there with me? Then Jesus. Jesus is coming from the city of Bethany. Are you familiar with that city? Remember our Tomb Raider series? So Bethany was the city of Lazarus, Mary, and Martha, so he's spending a lot of time in Bethany, and so he's coming from Bethany. He's heading towards Jerusalem. Uh, This is heading towards the crucifixion. This is going towards Passion Week. It's Wednesday, and Jesus' ministry on earth is winding down. He's heading for the cross. And this would be his last public message, his last sermon to the nation of Israel, and specifically to the leadership of Israel. It's a denunciation of the religious leaders 
and for his disciples to stay away from the false and religious systems that they had set up in their hypocrisy. If you're familiar with Matthew 23, it is full of vulnerability, transparency, directness. Jesus is not messing around in Matthew chapter 23. You'll see that he's talking to the crowds and the disciples in verses 1 down to verse 12. From verses 13 down to verse 36, he's specifically speaking to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And then verse 37 to 39, he's talking to Israel and more specifically to Jerusalem. So this is an important chapter. We just look at verses 1 down to verse 4. Jesus is wanting freedom from us. He wants for us, and he wants us to travel through life lighter. You've got to remember that his yoke is, you remember last week, is what? It's easy. It doesn't mean it's an easy life. It means he's easy. It means the relationship with him, and when you walk with him, his relationship with you ought to be easy. does not mean the world is easy. In fact, the world is a tough place, and Jesus knows that, and that's why he's trying to call you out of the world to walk with him, to learn from him, and you'll find that his yoke is easy. Let me just ask or say this to you. Jesus doesn't have any baggage. Would you agree with that? Jesus has no baggage. Unlike us, we have lots of baggage. Have you ever found relationships to be really difficult? Anybody in the house like that? Ever found relationships to be really hard and difficult? What's the problem in the relationship? What would it be? Baggage. So if you're having problems with your spouse and you're having problems with your kiddos or a person at work or another Christian, it'll always go back to baggage. Somewhere. Jesus has no baggage. The relationship we have with him, we don't have to worry about his baggage being thrown on us or given to us because he has none. But when you're in relationship with other people, you're talking about both people have different different uh, kinds of baggage. They have different amounts of baggage. Is that not true? And so before you look at your wife, husband, and say, man, she's got a lot of baggage, you probably should look at yourself too and say, oh, God, you know, what is my baggage? Help me to unpack my bags. So we'll look at that next week, how we do that practically. Carrying baggage. Did you know that there's church baggage that the Pharisees and the Sadducees were packing for the people? Of God? Did you know that? Did you know that some of the churches that you might have been a part of were packing your bags? Did you ever look at it like that? Do you know it's important for me and for the leadership of Harvest Reading to make sure that we're not packing bags for you so that you can travel lighter? Pharisees were packing bags for people. There's a lot of church baggage. You go into some baggage, you just see it's, it's church-related. So you know what that means, though, though. If you don't unpack your church baggage, what do you do when you go to the next church? Yeah, thanks a lot, man. Pastors, we need to confront church baggage, too. And so when you or somebody else goes from another church and you haven't left biblically, you haven't left humbly, you were the, the person that might have been the problem and you didn't do things biblically and humbly and godly and then you took that experience and you went to another church, are you bringing the church baggage with you? For sure. There was a pastor that I knew. He's standing at the door and he's greeting people with a handshake. I do some of that up front. 
And so he's handshaking all the people, and this lady comes up to him, and she starts complaining. She's new to the church, starts complaining and talking about the pastor of the church she was at before, and the church was this, and the church was that. And the pastor just kept looking down at his watch as he's talking to her, and she looks at him, and he's looking down, and she's complaining, and she's like, well, why do you keep looking at your watch? And the pastor says, I'm just waiting to see how long it's going to take for you to start talking negative about me. Church baggage. I think about people through the years that I loved and led, invested in, sacrificed for. And we have some people in this church right now that have been in pastoral ministry, and they know how hard it is when you love someone and then something goes sideways. And they don't unpack their bags, and then they leave. And then they try to go to another church. The Pharisees here are packing church baggage. I want you to look at verse 13. Look at verse 13 you shut the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. Is that what 13 says? 13? Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. Now listen, some of that church baggage was the leader's problem, and some of the church baggage was your own problem, maybe a combo version most of the time. Here you have the religious leaders uh, doing something that is not making Jesus pleased. Verse 2, notice, verse 2, the scribes and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat. I want you to stop there. If you go to any university, you might see a chair of a particular department in the university. That's what that means. It's, it means authority. And Moses was a big deal to the religious leaders, Pharisees and Sadducees. And so they were sitting in Moses' seat with this authority, but it wasn't godly authority. And there's this offense that's happening in this dynamic between the Pharisees, Sadducees, and the people of God. And so Jesus is going to call them out. We're not going to look at all of those woes that he gives to them in the middle part of this chapter. I just want to continue on the first four verses here for our message today on carrying baggage. Now, when we think of offending somebody, what do we typically think? Well, it's something that we've said, right? If somebody came up to you and they called you a honky, that would be offensive to somebody, right? If you were maybe called a half-breed, that is offensive to some people. How about a palmy or a wop? So I'm half Italian. If you were to call me a wop, it wouldn't bother me. It wouldn't. I don't get offended by that stuff. But some people would. When we think offense, we're thinking verbal offense. But this is a little bit different here. Offending is lying about someone or receiving the lies from someone or slander that has happened against you. That's an offense can develop. It's an offense from the person to you, but then it also can become an offense inside of your own heart. Maybe some abuse that you've experienced. How about abandonment? Do you know that Jesus experienced abandonment? Did you know that? Didn't he? From his own disciples, they denied him and they scattered. Do you remember that? How about unjust judging? Have you ever been judged unjustly by another person, maybe a Christian or maybe a leader in a church? That's painful. 
Jesus was unjustly judged. This is all offending. Abuse, cruelty, rejection. Jesus faced all of these. Now, maybe you've experienced them, but you didn't know how to deal with them. Didn't know how to process it all, how to biblically discern everything. Maybe you were just a kid and baggage was being packed for you and you were trying your best to survive and you weren't able to get out of it. And you started carrying baggage. Did you know that your baggage offends you? It's offending you. Jesus does not want that for us. Now, some of you have been hurt severely by someone, as I have. And during that season of suffering that we went through, and I've mentioned little bits of it, most of you don't know all of it, the devil himself wants to erect an offense. The person offended me now wants to erect a fence in my own heart. Now, if that offense is allowed to be built inside of my own heart, what does it become? What does it become? Number two, here's what carrying our baggage does to us. It overwhelms us. I want you to look at verse 3, 23 and verse 3. Please take your eyes there. Jesus is still talking, so he says to them, to the disciples, he says about the Pharisees, pardon me, so do and observe whatever they tell you. So the religious leaders are telling them to do something, but not the works that they do. For they preach, but do not practice. In other words, if they're speaking truth to you, and the Pharisees and scribes did that, they took the word of God and they spoke it, Jesus is saying, I want you to do what they say, but I want you to be careful because they're hypocrites. And I don't want you to do what they do. Does that make any sense? You could have been in a church and the word of God was being preached. It was the text of scripture. Yeah, do that, Jesus says. But don't do the things that are surrounding it that aren't biblical. They're extra biblical. And they may be coming out of a lifestyle of ungodliness or cruelty or abuse. So the disciples here are listening to the words of the Lord. He says about them, they preach, but they do not practice. Listen, this is talking all about being overwhelmed all about being overwhelmed. There's some of you know what I'm talking about. And what happened to you is you became people pleasers. And then you became controllers. And then your bags started to be carried, and maybe for a long, long time. This is all overwhelming to the people that the Pharisees and Sadducees were packing bags for. And Jesus wants freedom for them. He wants them to unpack any bags, not have bags created. This is such pressure. It's such pressure. It's amazing how overwhelmed people can be with their baggage. Does that make any sense to you? Because I, I felt overwhelmed with things in my life. And some of you know what I'm talking about. Maybe it's a financial situation. It's overwhelming you. You're trying to get ahead and it's not happening. That's a, a feeling of being overwhelmed. How about it's a conflict with your spouse? You feel overwhelmed. Maybe it's stress about your job situation. You're overwhelmed. Maybe it's an addiction you're trying to kick and you can't seem to get past it and you're overwhelmed. Maybe it's anxieties that keep you locked up socially and you're having a hard time interacting. You're overwhelmed. 
carrying your bags is overwhelming you. Here's what we do, and I just want you to, to think about this. Jack, can you come up here and give me a hand, would you please? This is Jack Warmkessel. Come on up here. Here, just hold on to this for me, would you? Do you have any back issues? No? You will. And so, here's my baggage, Jack. Enjoy it. Carry it the rest of your life. I'll take it back from you. This is what we're doing with our baggage. We're not only carrying it, we're giving it to the people that we love. I love you, Jack. I truly do. And I wouldn't want any baggage that I have ever to be put on you so that you have to carry it. That is my goal. I don't want that to happen to my wife. It's a lifelong process, though. Please listen to this, because you're overwhelming some of the people closest to you. Your kiddos are being overwhelmed by some baggage that you haven't dealt with. And you're stacking this on, on them, and it's just overwhelming them. And this is where Jesus is going with this. He's saying to the Pharisees and Sadducees, and he rips into them. Because what they're doing is they're creating some baggage for other people to carry. But I've often wondered, how much baggage am I creating for people? This is going to be a tough truth. This will be the one that you'll push back on probably the most. When I'm saying things like this, I want to encourage you to be courageous enough to look at the baggage that you have and what is the effects of the baggage that you've been carrying. Have you placed that on your children, on your spouse? It's overwhelming them. Here's a definition of overwhelming. To bury, you couldn't even, I couldn't see Jack. I mean, you were gone, man. It was all of a sudden, you're just, you're gone. I couldn't see, you're buried under the baggage. Uh, bury also, here's another definition of to overwhelm. Uh, to drown beneath a huge mass. That's to overwhelm. Have you ever felt overwhelmed? Where the sweat is on your forehead, the heart starts to palpitate. The sweat is on your palms because of the anxiety. Your mind starts to race. You can't, you can't seem to sleep through the night with a good night's rest. You're overwhelmed with life. I remember going to the town hall, the city that we lived up in Connecticut, and there was this lady. You go up to this, the, boot, the windows and you pay some of your bills. Like I don't know if they do, do that around here. We haven't had to do that. But it's called the town hall. And so I went to the town hall to pay a bill. Lisa says, go pay this bill. And I got in the car and I went there and I saw this lady there. And the lady was struggling with cancer. And I could tell because her head was shaved and she had one of those um, hats on. And, and the people behind the glass said that you have this debt. And, and she, the, you could just see her start to shake. And I'm watching her. And she's completely overwhelmed with life. So I paid my bill. And then I went out to my car. And I saw her sitting in the car next to me, and she was crying. She's beside herself. Do you know what I saw somebody do for her? I saw another guy go to the window and paid her debt for her. Have you ever been overwhelmed? 
that person took that baggage, that heavy load, and just, just said, you don't have to carry that anymore. This is what Jesus is offering you today. Right? That's what he's offering. Chapter 11, verse 30, Jesus said, my burden is light. My burden is light. It will not overwhelm. Can I give you one more illustration? Because I think it's going to be an important one. I want you to really grab a hold of this whole picture of being overwhelmed with the baggage that you're trying to carry. And so I've asked a little helper of mine. She's a cutie patootie. Her name is Ava Jennison. Can we give it up for Ava Jennison? Come on up here, Ava. Come on down here as quickly as you can without tripping and falling and hurting yourself because I would feel really bad. Here she comes. I said, are you going to be okay being in front of everybody? She says, yeah, I'll be okay. But do I have to talk? I said, no, you don't have to talk. Come on over here, Ava. Here's your baggage. All right. It's about as big as you are. So why don't you take this, and then you can make your way way back all the way up there. Go ahead. Go ahead. Can you go a little faster, please? <laughs> Just creating baggage, right? I want to illustrate something. This is important. This is important. And little Ava's going to get a bag of popcorn. How you doing over there, Ava? You okay? Okay. All the way up. Keep going. All the way up. Where are you going? No, this way. <laughs> up the stairs, silly goose. Yeah, go up those stairs over there. Are you having a hard time? Okay. Too bad. <laughs> Keep going. Ava knows I love her. We have a, a wonderful relationship. All the way up. Keep going. Keep going. You're doing awesome. All the way to the top and touch the wall. Now I want you to come all the way back down and do it 10 times. Seriously. What did she say? She's, ba she's back talking to me? Kelly, you can grab that from her, brother. Take that. Love you, Ava. Thank you so much. That's a little bit of a picture of overwhelming little Ava. How much is our baggage overwhelming us? It's hard. It's difficult. It's tiring us out. You may have packed it yourself. Maybe somebody else has packed it for you. I don't know. You discern where, where this is all going. But listen to this comment. God will not give you any more than he can handle. Did you hear the difference on that one? You ever heard it say, God will never give you more than you can handle? That's, that's not even the point. The point is, God will never give you more than he can't handle. Hold on to that. What you're going through, what you have gone through. It's time to drop our bags. It's, trying to, it's time to not carry our baggage. Can I give you one more and we'll finish with this? One more. Here's what carrying our bags does. It oppresses us. Verse 4. Notice this. What's it say? They tie up heavy burdens. Isn't that what it says? Do you see it with your own eyes? They tie up heavy burdens, hard to bear, hard to bear. The things that the Pharisees were laying on these people, the extra biblical revelation that they claimed in their hypocrisy, which wasn't the law of God, which wasn't the word of God. Whenever you add to the word of God, you got legalism. You got systems made by man. That's going to be oppressive. Stay with me because I'm almost done. I want you to hear this. 
And this is what they're doing. Notice it says in the text that they lay them on people's shoulders. Would you find it cruel if I took all of this baggage that I laid on Jack's arms and I, I put that on top of Ava? Would you find that cruel? Do you know why Jesus is getting so upset? Because people have been under this bondage of their baggage. He wants freedom for them. It's oppressive. It's unbearable what the Pharisees are doing and expecting of the people. Unrealistic expectations. They couldn't keep all of those laws. Nobody can. People ought not to put rules and regulations on people that aren't biblical. You don't make things up and you put them on people so that they try to live that. It's cruel. It beats you down. This is what you become. You become a perfectionist and a people pleaser. Other people packed your bags. It's, it's, other people have laid this stuff on top of you. Now we're not going to lay it on other people because we need to unpack these things, but this has happened to you. And now you've become under the unrealistic expectations of some people, your dad, your mom, your boss, your brother, sister, co-friend, neighbor, I don't know. Put that person there. And now you struggle with these perfectionist controlling tendencies. I got to tell you a cutie thing that happened. We have the greatest Harvest kids in the world. We got the greatest kids in the world at Harvest. And so occasionally I have uh, the little kiddos will want to say hi to me and they would want to give me a hug and I totally welcome all of that. And then just recently there was a young a little cutie patootie came up and she gave me, she drew a picture for me to put on my refrigerator. And so she came up to me and I opened it up and I'm like, this sucks! <laughs> this is what I said. I said, do you see that you messed up the ears and the eyes look ridiculous? I am not going to put this on my refrigerator. Can you do a little bit better next time? you lousy artist? Do you know that kind of thing happens? I wouldn't do that. I don't think you would do that, but maybe somebody has done that to you. Now you're carrying baggage. All right, let's close. Let's close it. Look at this, verse 4. They themselves... Pharisees and Sadducees and the scribes, they themselves are not willing to move them with their finger. Ava has all of this baggage. Picture Ava. She's a cutie patootie, little tiny thing, cute as a button. All this baggage is on her. Would you just watch her struggle with that or would you lift your finger? How many people would lift your finger to help little Ava? Raise your hand. That should be everybody's hand in the house, right? And think of not lifting your hand to help little Ava with all that baggage. The Pharisees were laying baggage on people and they didn't want to lift their finger. Read the rest of this chapter. You'll see why Jesus gets mad at them. There's a reason for that. They don't even want to lift a finger to help the people so that they don't have to walk through life with their baggage. It's time, listen, it's time to drop your baggage. You've been carrying it for too long. 
too long. It's time. I don't know if it's a big piece like this. I don't know if it's a smaller thing like this. As Don was saying, maybe it's stuff in there you don't want anybody to know about. You walk in shame. You walk in guilt. I don't know what it is. But whatever your baggage is, watch this. Don't look at them. Look at me. Look at me. Whatever your baggage is, see what it is. Know that God is the only one that can help you to truly unpack it and do anything about it. But it's going to be up to you to drop it. So name a piece of baggage. Somebody say it out loud. Somebody different this time. What do you got? Just let, you're getting a revelation from the Lord. What is it that you want to say it is? One word. What is it? Anything? I hear anxiety. Time to drop it. Control. Who's got control? Dave Roach? Is that you, bro? Time to drop it today. Don't wait till the third message in the series. What did somebody say? Anger? Time to drop it today. Don't wait. Through the song, right now through prayer, God's going to deliver some people. Let's stand to our feet.